0: If you're looking for proven tools for your workplace toolbox, you're in the right place. Now, let's get after it. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Working Conversations podcast, where we talk all things leadership, business communication, and trends in organizational life. I'm your host, Dr. Janelle Anderson, and in this episode, we are looking at trends in the workplace and beyond, or looking at the economy and the global supply chain, and how these things can all have a very personal impact on us. Stick around to the end when I share some important lessons that we can learn at this particular point in time. I'll start with an example. It happened again to me yesterday. I went to lunch with some friends at a Vietnamese restaurant in Minneapolis. As I walked in to meet my two friends, I noticed a handwritten sign that said, Our sincerest apologies in advance, you may experience slow service because we are short on staff. Well, the sign was accurate, my friends. Service was slow. The food was delicious and worth waiting for, fortunately, so I didn't mind, and I was in the company of good friends. If you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you might recall that this happened on my summer vacation when I was in Jackson Hole when there weren't enough workers in the hospitality industry. Episode 29, if you haven't heard that story. Well, that was mid-July, and I chalked it up to COVID, of course, and being at the height of the summer tourist season. Of course, it's hard to find help. But it wasn't just summer, and it wasn't just in polished vacation destinations. It's happening everywhere. I've seen signs similar to the one in the Vietnamese restaurant in many restaurants in my area. And a popular chain of coffee shops here in the Minneapolis-St. Paul area has been closing at noon because they don't have staff to work the afternoon and evening hours. This has been met with great complaints by their customers, some of who have taken to social media to complain about it. Here's another example. I was picking up takeout recently. Two of us like sushi and two like Mexican. I'll let you guess which one is my favorite. Fortunately for me, the Japanese restaurant is right across the street from Chipotle. Only on that particular evening, the Chipotle was closed, because they didn't have sufficient staff. Well, I must say, much driving around ensued so as to get a burrito on a kid's taco meal at great inconvenience, I might add. And recently, I was in a retail shop that had a new sign taped to the front door. It read, we are no longer open until 9 p.m. Our new hours are 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. And beneath that, a second sign read, help wanted. So I asked the woman working in the retail shop about the change in hours. She told me that she was not so secretly delighted with the change. Due to being short-staffed, she was regularly being asked to work from open to close, a 15-hour shift. So what might show up as an inconvenience for consumers such like myself with shorter hours at my retail location, it's a decided convenience and lifestyle boost for the employees in this time of labor shortage. Between the retail locations, the restaurants, and the host of, of course, container ships that are unable to unload their contents due to a shortage of port workers on both coasts of the United States, not to mention the latest bottleneck of not enough long-haul truck drivers to get said goods from the ports to the stores that we shop at or the warehouses that fulfill our online orders, well, it doesn't bode well for the life of convenience that so many Americans have come to think of as our God-given right. <laughs> and as we head into the holiday seasons, all predictions point to it getting worse, not better. This all has me thinking about a whole nother layer of lessons that we may collectively be in need of learning that the pandemic is here to teach. You see, when the pandemic first struck and many of us hunkered down inside the comfort of our homes in the company of our families, well, we slowed down. Our frenetic lives with their long commutes, their endless activities for the kids, and all the driving that came along with that for the parents, plus our restaurant meals, our theater, concert and sporting event tickets, and countless other activities that we filled our lives with, well, of course, they came to a grinding halt. And at that time, I wondered, Perhaps we all just need to take a collective breath, just stop for a bit and breathe, slow down and be present. Well, I will admit that with all the illness and lives lost that came along with the pandemic and is, of course, still occurring, it's a very expensive lesson, both emotionally and economically, for us to simply slow down and be present. But almost optimistic to a fault, I'm always spying a silver lining in a tough situation. And so I was gleaning the lessons and working on integrating those lessons from the pandemic into my life, Mm, 15, 16 months ago, slowing down, playing words with friends, obsessing over jigsaw puzzles, and spending more time with my immediate family. And of course, these lessons extended into the workplace as well, demonstrating that we could be productive while working from home, even amidst a formidable and frightening public health crisis. And during that time when we first started working from home, and even still now, some people desperately wanted to work from home and others desperately did not want to work from home. And whatever side of the coin or the office building that you were on, you made it work. You learned the lessons. And these lessons will all be changing, of course, as the public health crisis eventually subsides and the pandemic ebbs and hybrid work becomes the norm. But more on that in some future episodes, and of course, some past episodes as well. But now, right now, because of the labor shortage, because of the shortage of goods, I see that we are confronted by a new set of lessons. The double whammy of supply chain issues that stem from lower production overseas and clogged ports domestically, and the local labor shortage. Hello, great resignation. Well, they have more lessons in store for us. And I want to explore some of those lessons right now. I found three lessons that I just really want to share with you because they've had an impact on my life and I am working hard to integrate those in, these lessons into my life. So lesson number one, be grateful and demonstrate gratitude to others. In other words, keep any entitlement that you might have in check. It's unbecoming and it makes us all look like spoiled brats, especially us Americans. The people I heard complaining here in Minneapolis about the coffee shop being closed in the afternoon, well, they sounded absolutely entitled. And yes, you can be sure that that Cabbage Patch Beanie Baby Nintendo Switch or whatever it is you were going to get your kid this holiday season will most certainly be out of stock. Be ready for that set of circumstances to show up and don't hitch your wagon to that star. Think of other things that would make for great gift items time spent together planning a vacation where the kids make some of the big choices, gifting experiences rather than material goods, and demonstrating gratitude for the time spent together. In this way, those of us that are parents can also help our kids to stop being entitled in the process. In sum, lead with gratitude, lesson number one. This lesson was very present for me that time recently when I was out picking up Japanese food, and Mexican food at the same time, and the Chipotle was closed. My daughter was with me in the car, and my immediate tendency to feel entitled that the Chipotle nearest my house was closed was making me absolutely furious, and I was clearly recognizing my own ingratitude and absolute entitlement in that moment. And I was really thinking about, how do I want to be in the presence of my daughter And how can I share this lesson with her that it is not only unbecoming and unprofessional and un-everything to be so entitled about a Chipotle being open or not open, but instead I shifted out of that mindset of entitlement and I thought – how ridiculously convenient our lives have become when we expect somebody to be able to make a burrito for one of our family members in 10 minutes and to be able to pick that up and take that home and so i was having a good laugh with my daughter as we talked about it in the car and i said what you know what a world that we live in where we can just get a burrito at the drop of a hat, or at least we have come to expect to get a burrito at the drop of a hat without having to do, you know, make much effort except for like fork over $8. So it it really was a moment there where I was actually able to demonstrate the gratitude for the conveniences that we have come so accustomed to, and then in that moment, also laugh at my uh, sense of entitlement and anything else I was bringing to that conversation. And I'm so glad that in that moment, I was present to this lesson, because I think it also helped my daughter in the moment realize how many conveniences we have that we just absolutely take for granted. So that's my application to this particular lesson. This episode is made possible by Instacart. If you haven't already started using Instacart, now is the time, my friend. Now, I'm the first one to say that I actually enjoy a trip to the grocery store. I really do. But you know what I like doing even better? Making this podcast. When I was deep in the development of this podcast, outlining and recording the first few episodes, my kids reminded me that they needed to eat. Instacart to the rescue. In absolutely record time, Magnolia, my Instacart shopper that day, delivered chicken nuggets, milk, avocados, fresh berries, and a host of other groceries we needed. When life gets busy, or when you just want to feel like royalty and have someone do it for you, there's Instacart. Get $10 off your first order when you sign up at workingconversations.com forward slash Instacart. Now, back to the show. Lesson number two slow down. No, really, slow down. The pandemic was trying to teach that to us a year ago, and most of us didn't get the message. We traded our long commutes for even longer days in front of our laptops, not turning them to sleep mode until we were ready to go into sleep mode ourselves. Our work life bled into our personal time like never before, and instead of slowing down, we sped up. When we're hidden behind a computer screen, we can answer our email during a meeting to speed up our response time, rather than in the old days when we sat in meetings and conference rooms, mostly without our laptops. And if any of this resonates with you, then this lesson is doubly important for you. Slow down. Be present. Take some deep breaths. Do one thing at a time. Lesson two, slow down. And again, with the slowdown lesson, I am taking this to heart myself. I am a busy woman. I have the podcast and my training business, my keynote speaking business, and soon I'm launching some courses that will be coming directly to you. In addition to that, I'm a mother and a wife and a homeowner and a dog owner and just so many things. So from the time I wake up in the morning until the time I go to sleep at night, my mind is buzzing a mile a minute. I feel like I work circles around other people because I have so much going on. In fact, somebody recently compared me to uh, instead of just running my own life, that I was kind of running a small country because of all the things I had going in my head at any given time. And that does not lend itself to slowing down. So I have regrouped and picked my daily meditation practice back up. I have started playing words with friends again because it slows me down. And I have also started really treasuring moments and really pulling myself into the present moment more often because when I have that experience of having a slower life of not actually running a small country, but instead running my life the size that it is, the size that it should be, I have a much happier experience of my life. So I am taking the effort and making the effort to slow down myself. And it absolutely brings a much richer quality of life to bring the everyday experiences into sharper focus so that I really am present and enjoying this life that I have created. Lesson three, be discerning. Whether it's where we pick up our takeout food or what we buy online, stop being impulsive and be discerning instead. With a limited supply of almost everything these days and with the prices of those things going up due to myriad factors, be discerning about where you spend your money, your time, and your attention. When it comes to making purchases, We might impulsively buy something that we have no real use for or are not fully committed to owning. Someone else may absolutely treasure that item or that meal, but because we impulsively bought the last one in stock, they miss out. So take the effort, make the extra effort to be discerning, to be careful and mindful in how you spend your money and your time. And let me tell you how I have been taking this lesson of being discerning to heart. You may know from earlier episodes of the podcast that about six months ago, I moved house. And when I moved, you may not know this, but I went through all of my clothing and I thought at the time that I was moving that I was being absolutely discerning and being very strict with myself about what I was going to keep. And to be fair... I did reduce the amount of clothing that I moved from my former house to my current house by about 40%. So there were some big piles of clothing that went to donation and consignment and so forth. But when I got to the new house and I unpacked all of my clothes or the clothes that were left, the 60% of clothes that were left, I had just uh, taken great care to uh, go to Ikea and design this really amazing walk-in closet system for myself. And so as I unpacked my clothes and and put them into that space, I realized that some of them were ones I did not want to keep. And so I I was even more discerning at that point. And went through the clothes and had, oh, two huge stacks of additional clothes that I didn't want to put in there. And then I thought, okay, I don't need any more clothes, especially because of the pandemic and doing most of my training and keynote speaking, and of course, the podcast from the comfort of my own home. And all through the pandemic, unless I was on camera with somebody, I was wearing one of three gray t-shirts and a couple of pairs of jeans. Now, some of those clothes were worn so many times, I did have to discard them. But in this most recent time, when there has been a little bit more freedom of movement and going out and being with people, I have been tempted to buy some more clothes, but I have really been forcing myself to be discerning about said clothes. Now, I did buy one animal print sweater that I do adore recently, but otherwise, unless it was a gray t-shirt replacement or a pair of jeans replacement, and I did buy one of each in those categories because I'm still loving my gray t-shirts and my jeans, I have been very discerning, and it is difficult for me to be discerning around clothes. I love clothes, and if left unchecked, I would be a completely impulsive online shopper of clothes or in any store I may uh, happen into. So I have been taking this lesson to heart. Sometimes it's easy, and sometimes it's a bit more challenging to be discerning and to not purchase things that I don't need, especially clothes. So there you have it, my friends, the latest round of lessons that I think we can learn through the prolonged pandemic and the impact it's having on our supply chain of goods and the impact the labor market is having on our access to the services that we have come so accustomed to taking for granted. Number one, be grateful. Number two, slow down. And number three, be discerning. I promise you that if you can live these three lessons out on the daily, you will find more peace, more harmony, and more happiness, (laughs) even if your favorite coffee shop is closed or your local discount store is out of your favorite laundry detergent, and most definitely when the Cabbage Patch Beanie Baby Nintendo Switch is out of stock and you can't find the perfect holiday gift. Be grateful, slow down, and be discerning. Be well, my friends, be patient. Thanks so much for listening. If you like what you're hearing on the podcast, head on over to Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts and give us five stars and a quick review. It really makes a difference and it keeps us bringing you valuable content that you can put into play in your life. I'm Dr. Janelle Anderson, and this is Working Conversations. And I'll catch you next time here on the Working Conversations podcast.